what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 35, volume three of Big Fan, that little old podcast about absolutely nothing in particular, but everything you want to know. I'm Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of creative outlets during COVID, unexpectedly finding $20 in an old pair of shorts and baby corn found in grocery stores, not on the Village Inn buffet line. Unbelievable. My name's Hammer, and I'm a big fan of fantasy football summer meetings that give sports fans hope. Getting to surprise your 11-year-old with a new bike and the new Ford Bronco. Wow, and let's start right there with the new Ford Bronco. Hank, congratulations to you. I hear that you've signed the papers. You're one of the first owners of the new Ford Bronco. Can you tell me a little bit about this vehicle? Well, I can tell you this is the dumbest purchase anybody would ever make because what they did is they started the reservations at, you know, one, it was 8 p.m. one evening. You had to give $100 that would go towards your purchase, obviously, but $100 to reserve a car that we have only seen pictures of. And hopefully it fits your body type because this thing could be four feet wide and no way possible two grown men could sit in it. But I've obviously given $100 to, you know, to make sure I get one. Two questions for you. First of all, how in the hell are you affording this? Is the big fan, is, is our network paying you more than they pay me, Hank? This is ridiculous. I cannot go out and buy a Ford Bronco right now. Obviously, you're selling a lot of homes or big fan of the, our podcast studio is paying you a lot of money under the table. Second, I hear with these options of the Ford Bronco, you can get like the uh, Avalanche edition or Bigfoot edition. Give me the, what kind of model did you go for? Is there like, you know, is the, the red carpet edition? Give me everything, but I want to hear it all. Well, again, these cars, first of all, let me answer the first question. I am unlike a lot of our friends where, you know, you have to have a new car every two years. I'm the kind of guy that drives a car 10, 12 years, right? I, it really doesn't. It, it really doesn't bother me. The only way I've been sucked into this reservation is I don't need to make a commitment until next spring. So you make the reservation. You don't build it till Christmas. And then you have to drop the money in spring. In all reality, Chad, <laughs> I'm not buying this car. <laughs> oh, this is great. My friends at Ford know I'm not buying this car, and our friends from around, they know I'm not buying this car. But this is an exercise, I'm sure, that I'll have to do over the next few weeks. So no, I just, it's not that I've made money and this is a treat to myself. I'm the idiot that spends $100 to go through this stupid exercise. Did they send you at least this really nice presentation folder of like, you know, it images of the car and like some fake keys and maybe a mouse pad that had Bronco on it. I mean, what did they give you with your $100 besides that commitment 
that next spring you have one of these if you want it? Zero. I have given <laughs> zero. No it's lie. The smartest it's the smartest business move ever. So you were asking what, what, so their cars are like the base model and then they have the outer banks and then they have Badlands and then they have the um, Black Diamond and then yeah. the got is wild tracks and uh it's like the off-road um kind of version it's kind of like the rubicon version of the jeep it's kind of like that rugged off-road um kind of one it gives you zero like ideas of what the interior really looks like on these um the funny thing is is it's supposed to have like a hundred accessories that you're able to put on it but the other thing is is this one that i got i don't know if you know you, you know if many of our audience know much about me, but I'm about 43 year old man who likes to keep his feet on the ground. I'm not, you know, I'm not climbing up and down mountains. This thing comes with standard 35 inch wheels. Okay. Standard 35 with about a two or three inch lift. It'll be lucky to see gravel. <laughs> oh, right? yes. So with, you know, the other accessories, can you like push a button and like a water bottle pops out? So, you know, if you're thirsty on your trek, you know, you can drink, you know, you don't get dehydrated. And also another question, yes. what color, what color is the car? I'm not worried about the interior, but the exterior of this special, what's it called again? The Sri Lanka? Wild Tracks. Wild Tracks, Wild Tracks, not Sri Lanka. The Wild Tracks. So what colors does Wild Tracks come in? Is it like camouflage green or desert storm brown or rattlesnake? You're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. So they, 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 they come in like there's a starburst yellow and, uh, brick red and stuff like that. But really the ones that I'm choosing from is they have a carbon gray, okay, which is pretty sweet. But the one I love, which is kind of a grayish, greenish muted color, Area 51. Brilliant marketing by the Ford people. They know cats like me will immediately, once once you decline on your your, your um, appointment to purchase, right? Cats like me that believe in aliens will immediately jump on the Area 51 model of the Sri Lanka Bronco. Smart marketing by Ford. Yes, smart marketing. So I can't wait. I cannot wait for uh, you to see it because I can't wait to go to the, the dealership, take a picture in front of it, and then walk out disappointed that I didn't buy it. Hey, that is, that is one of the best things I've heard all week. Congratulations. You continue to amaze me with your cheap and thriftiness. It is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so instead of getting the Bronco, then you purchased your son a bike. And I believe it was his birthday last week. And so did he get a – tell me a little bit about the bike. I know he's a bike guy. He's got his little bicycle gang around him. He does have a bicycle gang. And, um, you know, we talked about how difficult it was to find a bike during the uh, the pandemic. And so um, they just happened to get a bike over at um, Pedalworks um, over uh, near the college. And they called me to let me know it was in. And uh, it was the perfect bike for him. So what happens? We get it. First thing he wants to do is bling it out. New grips, new pedals, new water bottle holder, you know, got to put his mark on it. And um, so now he's got it looking the way he wants to. We went out and hammer those trails. And, you know, the sad thing becomes, Chad, is, you know, when you see your kid do something and they do it better than you. And, you know, this mountain biking thing 
is about being aggressive. It's it's about technique and it's about everything else, but it's about like being aggressive and being willing. You know, these kids, a lot of them have never wrecked on a bike. You know, we've wrecked on a bike. We know what that feels like. They are willing to go down that hill with zero abandonment. And Harris will go down there and full send the crap out of it. And I meet him down at the bottom of the hill 30 seconds later. And he's like, man, you're so slow. Wait till, you know, well, I was like, all right, we'll see. We'll see how this ends up. But um, I love going out there and riding with him because it's something that, you know, we can obviously do together and uh, something he'll want to do. You know, boys, once they get their cars, they don't ride bikes as much. And uh, and uh, it's going to be something that we're going to be able to do together for, you know, next few years for sure. Yeah. So for our listeners who are not aware of Hickory, you know, we do have listeners in India, Hank, as of last podcast, India, China, England, a little old place in Africa called Chad. Uh, We're in Vietnam. We are all over the world, Hank. So to our listeners across the world, Hickory is becoming known not only for its craftsmanship, but these bicycle trails, right? Bicycle trails, they put a lot sure. of these trails. People are coming from all over the place to ride our trails. So that's pretty awesome uh, that, you know, you've got these, this opportunity to ride the bikes with your son on some of the world-class trails in the world, Hank. I would say in the world. Would you go that far? Yeah. Well, it's Moab than, than Hickory, North Carolina. That's what they talk about. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, good, man. Happy birthday to Harris. How old does that make him? That makes him double ones, 11 years old. Bing, 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 bing. See what I'm doing with the camera right here? Bing, 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 bing. Double, yep. double like, ones. Like that. That's um, double ones. That's well, double ones. That, that's fabulous. So, you know, you were talking about kind of what's been going on in your life, you know, since COVID has struck, you know, I'm trying to do whatever ways to kind of get creative juices flowing. I can't see many of my clients, you know, uh, I, I rarely get to live the life that I I'm accustomed to living, meaning our band, you know, we had that band. We don't, we don't get together anymore. So what do I do to get out this creativity, Hank? Over the last few weeks, we started this uh, summer tennis group. I'm able to write some witty emails to kind of get the people inspired. Um, I'm setting Las Vegas lines as I'm trying to pretend like I'm a Las Vegas bookie, creating lines for the tennis matches. I'm doing all these things. I'm writing music, um, even though we can't perform. but the most creative thing I've heard of in the last four months came from a, a place in Iowa, right? And you can imagine these these little boys. There's a group of six of them, Hank, and they're about 15 years old, right? So in Iowa, in their town, they're forced to wear masks. Well, a 15-year-old, you know, it's in the summer. There's no school. Can you imagine when you were 15 years old and it was the summer, no school, what were you trying to do as a 15-year-old, buddy? Can you remember back a long time ago? What were you trying to do? During the summer, I was trying to figure out where my boys were. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where we could get in water. Like, can we get to a pool? Can we get to a lake? Can we get to, you know, any of that stuff? At some point, are we going to get something to eat? Yeah, got to eat. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, are we going to bump into any girls? Where the girls at, right? Where the girls at? So this uh, right this creative group of six boys in Iowa are already wearing masks. So they were like, you know, we're 15 years old. There's a group of 16, 17-year-old ladies uh, or women, girls, let's say, that hang out at this little spot. And um, they always seem to be drinking, you know, 
alcoholic beverages, let's call them like the Zimas, but they're not Zimas. What are they called now that everybody? Seltzers. 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 So they were like, man, if we can just nab a six pack of seltzers, maybe that group of fine looking women over there will invite us over. So anyway, this creative group wear their mask. They get dressed up with wigs like old ladies. So they get canes. They get fake glasses. They get these gray wigs. They get old dresses and they go in one by one to the convenience store. Each purchase a little six pack of seltzers, if you will. Do not get carded by the convenience store guy because they look like they're 79-year-old women. Score yeah. Iowa 15-year-olders who take creativity to the next notch to be able to meet some good-looking women. Way to go, boys. Hey, hey, I applaud that. I applaud that. What crap, Those boys knew what they were doing. Absolutely. That's just a real creative way to, you know, to just to, to get places. They're just moving up the social ladder. Dress up like old women to score alcoholic beverages so you can talk to the young women. Brilliant, I say. Brilliant, Tank. Staying with with high school and the school theme, you know, a lot of things are going on in our area and actually across the nation regarding school and COVID. Uh, There are some meetings that we can't. Can you, I don't know if you're, I'm, I'm sure you're privy to all the information. I know just enough to be dangerous. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the school system here, specifically in Hickory, North Carolina? Well, you know, um, Catawba County came out and they are going to, their schools are going to go two days on like A and B. They're going to have a group go Monday, Tuesday, a group go Wednesday, Thursday, and then they're going to, everybody's going to go virtually on Friday so they can clean and do whatever. Um, And, you know, I thought that Hickory City would go to that, seeing that, you know, they probably follow suit because, you know, obviously in the same area and they decided, Hickory City decided to start off um, differently and go all virtual for the next, for the first four weeks. And then what that would lead me to believe is they would probably go from that to that staggered A and B after that. Um, you know, I was, I don't, I I can't say that I was surprised. I mean, I, I don't know what to think anymore of, you know, what's best, what's not. I just, I just know that not having these kids, and I'm not saying that they should, that not having these kids in school is just putting them behind the eight ball. You know, I, I, I hate to think that these, you know, even in a perfect environment, even with a kid who has a family member that can sit at home with them, that has internet access, has computers, has everything, I, I still feel like they're probably only getting 70% of what they would normally get in that kind of setting. And um, I feel like that's, you know, it's jeopardizing our education. Now, I'm not saying that they should be in school because, you know, I'm not the one that's making these decisions. It just scares me to think that these kids are going to go, you know, probably a full semester where they're not going to have access to their teacher um, for that time period. So, you know, I I think it's interesting. More and more people are kind of looking at, you know, all options. I know that there's people looking at private schools. I know that there's people looking at having groups of people with a teacher come in and homeschool. Um, you know, it's been very interesting, uh, next few years because actually a friend of mine who's in South Carolina told me, um, that is an educator told me that, um, that, uh, South Carolina schools from when they went out of school in March to the end of school at the end of May had 77,000 kids that did not turn in one assignment. Now this is coming from this gentleman. I don't know, you know, that to be true, but if that is even remotely close, then that's a scary number. 
Oh, absolutely. I don't envy the school legislators right now at all who are making the decisions because, you know, someone's going to be mad. Someone will be pissed off. It doesn't matter what decision they make. So half of the people will be happy. Half of them will be be so angry and irate. It's it's crazy. I I don't envy them. Uh, I thought about this. Think about the people. And at our work, we have a couple of employees who have a, a daughter at Chapel Hill. And then there's another fella whose son goes to state. So, and I'm not saying that this is what's happening there, but think about the the parents who are going to pay tuition for their kids to, to go to school, right? The college and some of these universities, you know, it's $40,000 a year. Well, they've already said, no, we're not going to, we're going to have online learning. Why? And so these kids are going to be at their house. Would you pay $40,000 a year for your kid to go to college? And you're, they're still no, at maybe on their computer learning, man, no, that's a tough sell for me, bro. I don't know if I could yeah, could do that one. It may become, it may, uh, it may be starting to be time to, uh, let your kid take a year off and work, you know, do something. Um, because it's a, like you said, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be scary. Um, cause people are going to start making decisions and, you know, all these school, all these schools and, private schools and everybody else are going to be fighting for these kids and, and uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And uh, to be completely honest, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nervous for everybody because it's going to change. It's going to change everything. It's going, you know, how many kids are going to reclassify, um, you know, because of sports, you know, I mean, and that's a dumb way to look at it, but you're going to have a lot of ninth graders that are going to say, and I've heard of some already that are good athletes that said, I'm going to go to another school, private school, and I'm going to go, and go ahead into ninth grade, and then I'm going to do this whole year, and then I'm going to come back to public school, and I'm going to reclassify as a ninth grade. Hmm. It's it's going to it, there's all all going to be all kind of changes that are going to come through this. One of my clients told me today their daughter is a junior. She goes to school in the Statesville school system, and then he's trying to talk and talk her into getting her GED. Right. Getting her GED. She's a brilliant student, but they're so fed up because no one's really making a decision on what they're going to do next year. Go on and get her GED. Go to a community college, Mitchell Community College for two years. You know, gather up all this, uh, all her prerequisite classes before she declares on what she wants to do. Save a bunch of money, then go finish off school in two years. Go out into the workplace without any student loans or anything. But she's bypassing her senior year of normal high school just to get her GED, you know, because they she's yeah. brilliant. she's brilliant. She doesn't know what this year is going to bring. So she wants to make her own decision and do it. Man, that would be I can see how that would benefit, you know, some. But think about the kids like, man, in high school, you know, sports was everything. We died to be we would do anything to be on a school team. And, you know. I would want to go to high school just to be part of those those teams if they even have sports. I don't even know if they're going to. Yeah, but I don't know. That's that. I mean, that's. I think that that's what a lot of kids that are in that situation because you know if you looked at it for the long run, like how many kids are going to go to college? How many kids are going to play professional sports? How many kids? If you look at it the long run, you know these decisions are easy, but you can't take the social aspect out of it. You can't take the um, the you know the especially the stuff that was familiar to you in high school, the things that you love, the teams, the, the friendships, all that stuff. And you want your kid to enjoy that same kind of, you know, experience. Those are the things that are, are being taken away. Cause you know, I think 
somebody was talking to me um, about it. You know, the two age groups that you really hate uh, as a parent is you hate the uh, for the high schooler because all they want to do is be social and be with their friends. And then you'd hate to be a parent of a toddler and be locked inside. It'd be horrible. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough scenario for kids and for families. I mean, because, you know, there's many, many families are, have two income families and are leaving kids at home at their own devices and just saying, Hey, you know, I need you to get on your zoom call at nine and you need to do it with, you know, I mean, how are they going to get on it? If they, if they don't have an iPad, they don't have a phone, they don't have a computer. I mean, how are they going to do it? So I don't know. It's just going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. Tough situation. So I'll pose you this question too, and tell me what you think. Remember when we were growing up, you know, going to, uh, going to college was like a given, you know, there was no doubt in our mind, our goal and our parents goal for us was you're going to go to high school, you get your degree and you go to college, right? There was no about that. I'm telling you, with all this stuff that is happening, that will not be necessarily the next step after school. And I mean, I'm not a prophet. I can't predict that that's going to happen. But the cost of universities now, you know, will universities ever open up fully like they once did because of the virus? Uh, There's just a lot of things that are going on in today's world that might prevent people from going to a four-year school right out of high school. Maybe they go to a two-year community school. They pick up a trade. They do. They learn on the job, like working for a big tech company because they've got what it takes. I don't know what it is, but I just think the American dream of your kid graduating high school and going straight to a four-year school, it might change slightly after all of this. We'll see. Well, I think think that happened before this. I mean, you know, schools were almost pricing kids out. That's right. And so, you what was a normal career, uh, like a normal education path where it'd be, okay, if you can get into a college, you did everything you could to borrow money and do whatever and, and pay for that college worked, did whatever. It got to a point where those, those kids couldn't do it. It didn't, it wasn't financially possible for them to do it. So most kids, if they wanted to go that direction, would go to community college for two years, get all those prerequisites out of the way. And then they would transfer into a school and say, okay, now I can get my degree, but I'll only pay for two years. Now, Olivia came to you. If Olivia came to you and said, Dad, I love, I don't know what trade, I love sculpting. I love it. And it's my passion. And it's my life. And it's what I want to do. And I've got this idea. And I want to do this. And this is where my heart is. And you saved $100,000 for her to go to school. You know, what would your decision be? And she's like, I'm just going to go to school to get a four year vacation and party. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go and sculpt. I mean, you know, college is, is so much more to, than that. And that's a very easy way to say it. But I think that those are the, the questions that people are um, having to ask. Hank, you bring up a good point. Yes. Maybe when we were going to school, when I could go to NC State, so a semester was only $800. So, you know, back then, if I wanted to go to school to sculpt, you know, and that was my passion, man, that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, let's, you know, because there's more to school than just education, just like you said. That's how I learned to be social, more social. That's how I learned to be able to uh, communicate with people from all over, not just Hickory, North Carolina folks, for people from California, New Jersey, and India, and China. So that's that's the stuff I got out of college. 
However, when you make college cost $24,000 a semester, I'd have to rethink sending my kid to go learn to sculpt or to no, to uh, hone her sculpting talent for $24,000 a semester. Dude, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to deeply think about that one. Where before, it'd be a no-brainer. Go ahead and go do the college experience now for $24,000 a semester. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Well, um, I did before I move on to our new couple segments that we've got today. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation, but back in the day when I was just a young buck, so I was at the summer summer camp at Jenkins Elementary, and we talked about this. We go to Cool Park two days a two days a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and we jump off the tower. On Thursdays, we go to Putt Putt. On Tuesday or whatever day, would we go to Skateland? We mix in some parks here and there and do all this fun stuff. Well, there was a pair of shorts I'll never forget from when I was like maybe fourth and fifth grade. I would wear these little pair of shorts. And every time I wear the pair of shorts, I would always find like a dollar in them. I don't know. Like it was my lucky pair of shorts and I wouldn't wear them all the time. I would only wear them on these occasions when I was feeling lucky. And I sometimes I put my hand in my left pocket and bring out a dollar that was unexpected. Didn't think I'd have any money in there, but there was always a dollar in there. Right. So last week, Cleaning out my closet a little bit, find some old shirts I haven't seen in forever, like my my big Hawaii shirts. I got Hawaii on the front. I found my old jersey, uh, follow the leader from uh, 12th grade basketball. Anyway, clearing out my stuff, spring cleaning because of the, the of the virus. You know, that's what I wanted to do, clean up some closet space. Anyway, I found an old pair of shorts that I hadn't seen in quite, quite a long time, Hank. They're, they're gray and they're kind of ratted up. They've got a hole on the left side, but... And they had this built-in yellow belt. I just love these shorts, but I had not seen them in forever. So I was decided, hey, screw it. I'm going to throw them on. Jennifer's going to yell at me for looking like a bum, but I don't care. I love these shorts. Put on my shirt. We went out. I don't know what we did. We were just cruising around, whatever. So we start walking, and I put my hand in my left, my left pocket, pull out a $20 bill, Hank, a $20 bill, and it immediately took me back to my old <laughs> shorts back in fourth and fifth grade that there was a dollar in there every now and then an extra special dollar so anyway, it just took me down memory lane you have any old memories like that like a special t-shirt or a pair of lucky socks that you would always want to wear wear because you felt either just lucky or better in them yeah it's it's funny you say that because you know Athletes tend to be, you know, super, superstitious and uh, superstitious. I'm sorry. And um, it is funny that you say that because mine went in kind of like time periods and kind of fashion as well. Because I remember when I was playing middle school basketball, if I didn't wear two pair of socks, like two long pair and then a little bit shorter pair underneath, I was not going to have a good game. I was not going to have a good practice. It was going to be rough. So those two, those two pairs of socks were the deal. Now I don't know if I I would say that I had anything other. Oh, no, you know what? That I I I I'm going back on that. I had a hat that I wore my sophomore, junior, senior year. I took it my freshman year, lost it. Christmas got the exact same hat and ran it for three years, and it was a white snapback hat and it had the major league baseball sign on it and it just said major league baseball across it right across the front i wore that thing shooting hoops i wore it into the lake 
I wore it and it was my good luck hat. Now, I don't know um, if it brought me good luck, but it made me feel good in it. Let me ask you, staying on that subject, where is that hat now? Like, would you pay, like, let's say you have no idea. Maybe it flew off while you're on a boat ride or you left it at somebody's house when you're in Tennessee. I have no idea. Would you pay an exorbitant amount of money to have, not the second coming of the hat, the original hat back that you could put on that big honker of a head of yours at any time? Would you, and first of all, let's start. Do you know where you lost the hat? Who said I lost that? Oh, you still have the hat? Wow. Do you really? Good for I you. I might wear it to tennis tonight. You should. Bring, you need to bring all the luck that you need today, buddy. So wear the hat. Actually, wear both of them. You know, just. <laughs> Two hats. Two hats. Four socks. Yes, absolutely. Because I used no, to. No, but it is. Go ahead. It's sitting on Harris's hat rack in his room. Um, and he knows it means something to me. So it's sitting on his hat rack in his room. And um, if I could have located the exact hat, would I have paid some for it? I paid to get it shipped to me. I can tell you that much. Right. Um, yeah, I had a hat like that in college. And all my Raleigh friends that are listening to the podcast will remember it vividly because it was a University of Virginia hat. I'm not a Virginia fan. I went to NC State, you know, but my brother was this big Virginia fan and he still is. Well, they, we had this thing called the ACC All-Star Classic that would come through Hickory, and he got a bunch of signatures, all the great basketball players like Christian Leitner and blah, 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 all to sign it. Well, on my day leaving for college, I always loved the hat, and I think my brother was asleep or something. Well, I grabbed that hat, and I turned it into my own hat, and every – like people on campus would know, hey, you're the dude with a Virginia hat because I would wear it all the time. Where that hat is right now, brother? I'd pay a solid 500 bucks to know. So if you have that hat, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're in Europe or Afghanistan or right down the street in road, road here road, from Road Hits, North Carolina, give me a shout. I'll cut you a check, 500. I just want that hat back. Hey, who, who do you think signed that hat from the ACC All-Star Classic? Because I at one point, I used to be a towboy for that, that thing. And I'd wipe the sweat up off the floor at LR when they'd play. And I bet you your brother being kind of like when he was little, you know, he was little. I bet you he couldn't get to the big stars. I could bet you he couldn't get to King Rice. I bet you he couldn't get to Leighton. I bet you he had, he had a Scott Cherry signature on that hat or somebody terrible. Yeah, Larry Sheehy. Um, <laughs> Larry Sheehy. Yeah, so and I, I think Jeremy did the same. So I ball boyed in that same thing too before you, and maybe he ball boyed too to get because I'm telling you, had Danny Ferry's name on there. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big get, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I miss that old hat. Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Hank, man, you know, with we've been quarantined, you know, we're coming out of it, but in the meantime, since of all all this stuff has happened. You and I have been watching a lot of movies with our kids. I thought this next segment would be a quick trip down. Uh, let's discuss some of the movies that we've been watching. And I want to hit you with this new this new segment we're going to do. It's called Sequels, Better or Worse. All right. So I took it on myself to break down two groups of movies. We're going to start with comedies and then we're going to go to action. And I'm going to call out the name of the movie and its sequel. You tell me which was better. 99% of the original movies, in my opinion, are always better than the sequel. But occasionally you will run across a sequel that beats the original. Hank, are you ready for this? Let's go. 
All right, let's start here. Dumb and Dumber 1 versus Dumb and Dumber 2. Have you even seen Dumb and Dumber 2? Dumb and Dumber-er. No, that is an awful movie. Dumb and Dumber 1 by far. Easily. I love Dumb and Dumber 1. It probably make my list of top 10 comedies of all time. Let's go here. Ghostbusters 1 or Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 is the one with Bobby Brown in it. Do you remember? The slime. Oh, that, that's one of the... Hey, that was one of the greatest soundtracks. I don't know if you're training somebody to be a concert um, percussionist, but we're getting some feedback in the background of your house. Is that your doorbell you're hearing? Yes, it is. Uh, could you just stay put for one second? Let me see who's at the door, Hank. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. It's probably one of those TVs that he stole. While Chad is away and we're talking about spending time Let's talk about our sponsor, Time Genies, okay? I'm sitting here with a Time Genies pen that is a concierge errand service that can help make your life a little bit easier. So if you need help managing your time, because that is what uh, they help you do. They help you manage your time by taking care of whatever need, any need, concierge needs or any service that you need, you call Time Genies. Or you can get in touch with them at www.time-genies.com. It's a great service. The ownership is incredible. Um, you'll be very happy. So get in touch with them. Thank you. And I apologize for that uh, quick delay in the podcast. But this is a time where I would need timegenies.com too, Hank. At the moment, my wife told me that the, it's CPI, right, sir? CPI, sir, or CPI, we're going to come to install new security systems. But she didn't inform me of that. So he's been at the front door the last 10 minutes ringing the doorbell. I apologize again, sir. But now we are back live. We are back live here on the the big fan. Glad to be back. Hank, are you ready to continue our discussion about sequels? Let's do this. Thank you. Time-genies.com. All right. How about let's go to Naked Gun 1 or Naked Gun 2 and a half? Hmm. Let's start there. Hmm. You know what? Two and a half was pretty good because that was the one where they were doing the baseball one, wasn't it? And they had to save the queen. And um, so, you know, I think I'm going to lean towards there. I love the baseball themed one. That's actually the only one out of all the comedies that I had the sequel better than the original. Well done, sir. I'm going to breeze through these next because these are no brainers. Airplane one or two? Oh, airplane one. And Livia and I watched, uh, it was her first time viewing Airplane. We watched it last week. She loved it. She's got that kind of witty sense of humor that you and I have that only an Airplane fan would would love. Um, let's go Hangover 1, 2, or 3. Oh, 1 by far. Easily. Anchorman 1 or 2? <sighs> no question, 1. The CBI guys over here saying, 1, 1. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, sir? Hey. Barry's in the back fixing my security system and giving me advice on our podcast. I love it. You're gonna learn. You're gonna find something new on Big Fan every other week, guys. Stay tuned. Um, here's a couple more, Hank. Caddish. Got us a new fan. Barry, Barry's on. Barry's now on here. Barry needs to go ahead and subscribe. So let, get him up on there. I'll make sure that he's got a link to our podcast here a little bit. Let's go, Caddyshack. One or two. Easy. One. Yep. Easy. This one. This is interesting. Back to the Future 1, 2, or 3. I don't re- really remember 2. I remember 3 had like a Western theme. They were all dressed up in cowboy hats. Do you remember that? Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember 2, though. That's when he goes into the future and Biff becomes this. He owns a casino and he becomes this rich because he gets the gambling book from yeah, back in the you know, yes. time and he makes the bets. 
right? How could I forget that one? I still think Back to the Future 1 stacks up as the best, though. Yeah, I do, too. I think it's the best. All right, and the last in the comedies, this is a tough one. So we're going to go with the, all the Vacation series. So you've got Vacation, then you've got European Vacation, then we're going Christmas Vacation, and then last but not least, Vegas Vacation. Hey, let's rank them. I think, I think Christmas Vacation has my number one out of that list by far. The CPI guy agrees with you. He said Christmas, easy, easy. No easy, yeah. easy. Okay, so Christmas by far gets it. And then I'm going with um, European, then the original, and then Vegas. Vegas last? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I like Vegas. I couldn't get over the Mr. Papa Giorgio. Oh, Nick Pop. Nick Papa Giorgio. He's always had a cigar in his mouth. Fabulous. I go Christmas Vacation 1, the original Vacation 2, Vegas Vacation 3, and European, European Vacation 4, I thought it was terrible. Remember, I didn't think it was funny. Look, kids, Big Ben. Remember, they just keep driving around. Us through? Great part. <laughs> great part. That is a great part. All right, off with the comedies. Now, on to the action. All right, we're talking about sequels. The action category, Hank. We're going to start with the Terminator series. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. So we've got Terminator 1, 2, 3. Shit, I think they got maybe six of them right now, buddy. Which one? Did anything yeah. beat Terminator 1? Now, what Terminator was one it is still the best one in my book. If there was going to be the one, it was the guy that turned into the liquid metal, and then you know he would he touch, he could touch you and turn into you. It was crazy. Yeah, he was weird. He had this really sharp blade. Remember, he make a blade out of his arm and slice you to pieces. Yeah, pretty great. Let's go, Karate Kid, one, two, or three. Definitely one. Easily won, no doubt. Daniel San against Cobra Kai, sweeping the leg. Number two was in Okinawa. Remember. Oh, the CBI guy just did the crane kick, dude. I am not lying to you. This dude is doing the crane kick. Oh, brother, you're one of a kind. You are one of a kind. The, yeah, the remake. We're talking about the original Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. Look, he's, you want to come on and get in the mic in here, buddy? <laughs> come on here and say hello. This yeah. is, we, we got – it's Barry, right? Yeah. Barry, look. How you doing? <laughs> Barry, what's up, buddy? All right. See you. <laughs> so wonderful. So, this podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Doom, we've got The Last Crusade and The Crystal Skull. Hank, which were your favorites? Crystal Skull was the worst by far. Um, the next, the first one for me would have been Temple, then the original, then the, uh, the one with Sean Connery. Yeah, that's Last Crusade. Last Crusade was my favorite, then the original, then Temple, and then the Skulls really sucked. I agree. How about this one, Hank? Let's go Superman. Let's go Superman. You know, the original Superman, Christopher Reeves in the blue outfit, flying all over the place with Margot Kidder was fabulous. I think the two, Superman 2 is when the other bad guys came in and then I think three was yep. Richard Pryor ranked those. Yeah. 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 R Richard Pryor was horrible. I I'll go with the original. Although I did love the part where they threw the cellophane at the bad guys and it just kind of like was an inconvenience. You know what I mean? It was a weapon. It's just like an inconvenience. <laughs> Here, hit him with some saran wrap. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Great scene. Let's go. 
obviously, you know, this is one that's it's got four sequels and then a whole other group afterwards. We're going to Rocky, the Rocky group. One, two, three, and four. We'll, we'll stay there with four. Well, I, th- I think you can't go wrong with four. I mean, four is a great, I mean, that is probably my favorite. Then I'd go back to one and then go from there. One, two, three. I'm going Rocky three with Clubber Lang and Hulk Hogan was in that one. That was just unbelievable. Uh, that's an unbelievable Rocky to me. Plus, I have the Tiger was in that one. That's always a good one. Then I'm going Rocky four with Drago. Then one, then two. Good job, Hank. Last but not least, it wouldn't be a big fan podcast if we didn't talk about Jaws. So you've got Jaws one. You've got Jaws two. That's when the kids got stuck on the island. You've got Jaws three. That is when uh, I don't remember. Oh, Jaws three is in the theme park that was in 3D where they're in Florida. And Jaws four is the revenge where the son of Jaws's mother-in-law's cousin swims to the Bahamas to kill somebody. Go ahead and rank them. <laughs> I think it goes one, then the amusement park, then two, then the last one. Okay, bingo. Same. I got the, the same way, buddy. Same way. Um, Godfather one two. People say that two is better than one. There's actually a three that really sucks. Let's stay with one, two. Is Godfather two better than the original Godfather one? No, I don't think so. I think you got to stick with one. Sets up the whole thing. Me too. I completely agree. Hank, good job with the sequel segment of Big Fan today. You said that you and Harris have been watching some pretty cool movies. Tell me a a couple of the movies that y'all have been watching. So over the last week, we watched Rambo First Blood. Which, you know, is a great one. It's the very first one. It was incredible. Next one we watched, not so good, Sharknado. The most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. Harris was highly entertained. I just am glad um, Ian Ziering and um, what's the chick with the blonde hair that used to be so cute when she was in uh, Tara Reid are still, are still getting work because she looks awful. Um, and the last one, last night, we watched Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs, an absolute classic. Yes, a classic, Barry says here as he fixes the security system. Um, you know, John Candy was in that one. I think his name was Ruff or Rat. What was his name? Barf. 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 <laughs> what a great movie. You know, my wife, Jennifer, that's Spaceballs is her top five movie of all time, of all time. Oh, man, I love your wife's sense of humor. The, my favorite part is, is when they tell him to comb the desert and they're in their comb in the desert and the, the guy's got the comb and they're like, have you seen anything? They're like, no. And then the other guys have a hair pick yeah. and he's like, we ain't found shit. Yes, that exactly. is good, man. My favorite part too is that exact part. Right? Oh, that's great. Smart minds think alike, buddy. Smart minds think alike. Uh, staying on the movie tip. And then we're going to go into our last couple segments of our show. So they were, I, I was just reliving a couple movie experiences with my daughter as we watched airplane and all this stuff. And, I was asking her if there was any movie that really made her like the ending of it kind of shocked her so that she didn't even really know what to say nor think for an hour after the movie and would, which would stir up conversations with her friends. And she hadn't really had one yet. But I remember three immediately that I was sitting in the movie theater. The ending comes and completely shocks the heck out of me where I'm almost speechless for words. One of mine would be Sixth Sense. Do you remember watching the movie Sixth Sense and the whole time you're thinking Bruce Willis is alive? But in the last scene, you realize this dude has been dead all along. It completely took me uh, by surprise. Did it for you, Hank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one. 
that was one that took me by surprise. And then Seven, the movie Seven. That's what um, What's in the box? What's in the box? Crazy. That was a, 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 both those endings were great. Yes. My third one I have on here is Usual Suspects. That is when he, uh, Kevin Spacey is leaving the precinct and all along he was Kaiser Soze. And, you know, I had no yeah, yeah. until he was walking down with that limp and his foot, his, his pace starts to speed up. Oh my God. Completely blew me away. It was great. Yes. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I agree. Well, thank you, Hank. That was our big fan movie segment of the week. Let's move into a new one, Hank, that's going to take you by surprise because we haven't talked about this. So as um, our audience knows, and probably this is the way you grew up as I did, we were kind of the couple guys who people would come to want to talk about if they had some problems with their their girlfriend or problems with their boyfriend or having trouble with their playing time on the basketball court. People just wanted to come and kind of because we would listen to them. Is that right? We would we would offer a, a, a lending. Right. Yes. So it seems odd that over the past couple of weeks, I've received an email or two and also a text that are actually, actually asking me some relationship questions, Hank. Relationship questions. Mm. So I thought we might call this segment of our podcast Love Line by Big Fan. Now, are you ready for the first relationship question Big Fan listener has ever posed to us, Hank? Sure. Dear Big Fan, my boyfriend and I have been together for nearly a year. He has several female friends and I have met and liked very much. However, one of them texts him every day, even while we are together. She also sends Facebook messages and sometimes calls him at work. Sometimes she drops even over, even at his home. Please, big fan, tell me, do I confront him or do I confront the girlfriend face to face? Hank, what will you tell this listener who calls herself fed up in Fredericksburg? That's for you. That's, that's pretty interesting. I think my advice would be, I think my advice would be she's got to confront the dude. If that makes sense. Got to confront the dude. Can't go towards that the other person. Got to go to the dude and just say, what's going on, man? If you, if you care for me, you cannot uh, – you can't be talking to somebody because it makes me feel uncomfortable. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, regardless if it's right or wrong, you gotta, you've got to uh, be transparent with your feelings. That's what I'd say. Wow, Hank. That's really deep. That's really, that's very sensitive. And I think you're right, too. You don't go to the girl and say, hey, quit messing with my man. It, you know, they've been friends for a long time. That could just cause conflict between the relationship. Have confidence in your relationship with your man and go to him and say, all right, dude, this this situation, it just doesn't seem that it's uh, the best for either of us. I think maybe you should just have a conversation with her. I still think y'all should be friends, but her texting you and showing up at the house doing all these things don't doesn't really make sense to me. How's that sound? Sound pretty good? I think that sounds perfect. Yes. One more. Big fan. Here we go. Dear big fan, my month <laughs> pretty good one. My husband and I have been married for six months. Our birthdays fall two days apart. His birthday is first, and we were invited to his parents for dinner and cake. He received many gifts from his family. For convenience, his brother gave us one card with $200 cash in it that was meant for both of us. 
My husband took the cash and put it right in his pocket without acknowledging the half of it was meant for me. A couple of days later, my birthday came around. This time we went to dinner with my whole family. After dinner, my parents gave each of us a present. He went home with some new clothes and cologne. Do I have a right to be mad that his brother's gift to both of us only went to him? Signed, I am very mad in Veronica, Illinois. What do you think, Hank? Well, well, I got to tell you, Veronica, you're, you're thinking about this way too much. What you need to do is you need to just go out and spend an extra $100 somewhere where you want to spend it. And you look your boy in the face and you say, I don't care. Love that answer. I think that's the only thing that's right. Go buy yourself a new dress. Get you that pocketbook you're looking for. And if he questions you, say, hey, there's my 100 right there, baby. That, yep, that's my that's my hundred from Darren, your brother. <laughs> bingo, bingo. Well, Hank, that wraps up the love line segment for Big Fan. Don't know if this one's gonna stick, but you know, at least we had to at least we had to give it a whirl. For any of your relationships questions, please feel free. Email us, text us. We're probably not gonna give you the right answer, but at least it's good to humiliate you as we laugh at your problems. Right, Hank? That's exactly what we're going to do. Now, now that we're leaving the segment, I think people really appreciated the uh, the segment that we did last week where it was, hey, let's get to know more about Chad. Let's get to know a little bit more about this this cohort. Let's a cohort host. Let's learn more about Hank's Robin. OK, I think people love that. I think people love Sure, Wonder Woman. Go ahead. Okay. So I've got three rounds, three rounds of what we're um, going to do here. And they're going to be quick. So we haven't talked about this. Let's do round one. Okay. We're going to do about six questions. I need you to answer them pretty quick. Okay. Yes. Are you good? Okay. Question one Texting or talking? Talking. Nickname your parents gave you. Shadow. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is. Terrible. <laughs> is it number four? Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> no. Eat away. What's the type of triangle with equal sides called again? Equal, equilateral. Is that Isosceles. Right? Very good. Very good. Okay. You were close. You were close on that one. Okay. Okay. See, look, I can tell you're sweating a little bit. You were really thinking on those. Okay. That's all right. All right. All right. You ready for round two? Round two. Hit me with it. Round two. Here we go. Okay. Scale of one to 10. How good are you at keeping secrets? 9.5. Okay. Cake or pie? Pie. Who has it easier, men or women? Men. <laughs> Say a word in Spanish. Hola. <laughs> if Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were drowning and you could only save one, who would it be? Kim, definitely. <laughs> you have a bathing suit on. I'm right in the water. I can see her in the bathing suit. 
Yep. Okay. So now we're done with round two. Okay. That was a good round. I think it was good. I love the Ola. Good job. Good job. All right. Let's go. Okay. Ready. Number one. Why can't we tickle ourselves? <laughs> uh, Barry, you want to take this one? <laughs> CPI got provide the answer here. He doesn't have an answer. <laughs> no, there's no answer. I, I have no idea. Okay. Name a primate other than a monkey or an ape. An orangutan? Oh, th- 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 there you go. That was good. Do you respect Kanye West? Do I what? Respect Kanye West. Can't stand Kanye West. <laughs> Number four, second to last question. Say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good day, mate. <laughs> Last but not least, if you could push a button and make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hair care products, would you push it? Barry says yes. I'm going with yes, too. I think the world's happiness is more important than how my hair looks. I would just wear a hat. There you go. <laughs> Well, good job, Chad. I think I think those three rounds have certainly got our audience closer to you. Very creative question, Hank. I appreciate you sending them our way. Um, my friend, it looks like Barry is standing here with a pad that I need to sign for. Uh, you, you're good? Okay, Barry. He's just actually sitting here as an audience member of our podcast. He's really in tune to what we're talking yeah, about this, here. This is cool. I'm <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. Yep, that's good. Well, hey, that wraps up our podcast for today. We really hit hit, fine, hit on some fine-tuned uh, subjects that we've talked about over the last uh, several months over quarantine. You got anything going on this weekend that might uh, be fun that uh, our listeners might be able to attend or talk about or hear about? What you got? We got, a, we got a weekend off. We're getting ready to leave on Sunday. I'm taking a week vacation next week. I haven't had a vacation yet, so I'm going to go up to the mountains for half the week, and then we are going down to see some of our friends, the Birchfields, in Charleston over the weekend. So we are off. So um, not much going on, but getting everything ready. How about you? Fabulous. Yeah, with the east side of the family, we're going to the mountains. We're leaving this weekend. Going to spend some time up there on the New River, uh, probably two. We're going to try to play golf one day. It's going to be a blast. My dad has been pretty seriously quarantined for four months. So my mom found a place that's very secluded that we're going to go up and just be able to hang out with him for a little bit. I guess never really thought about it, but, you know, I guess we need to get some tests before we go see him just to make sure everything body's cool. But I'm sure we're all cool before we hang out with him. And then the following week, we're going to the beach, too, buddy. We're going to be down at Oak Island the following week. So we got a lot of fun stuff right ahead of right ahead of us, right before the school year starts. So it should be a good couple weeks. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I'll look forward. You have a big match tonight on the tennis courts. I will look forward to seeing you out there. Bring both of your hats for good luck. Please don't forget. And make sure to to hydrate because it's about 98 degrees out there right now. So I look forward to seeing you at the courts around 7 p.m. And to our big fan listeners, thank you so much for staying tuned to the number one podcast in all of Hickory, North Carolina. Big fan. Tune in in two weeks and we'll be right back with some more Big Fan Adventures. Until then, peace. Later, Barry. Thank you. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. 
All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.